were never aboard. You haven't heard it like this before. Yes, it's time to explore the things we care for. And though your jaw may hit the floor, we're still the weirdos you adore. We're the weirdos next door. Hello, this is Noby. Hey, him. And this is Nicole. They, she. And together we are the, the weirdos next, next door. door. Wait, let's get William to do it. Oh, you'll introduce your, yourself. Yeah. And you do your pronouns. Uh -huh. And then we'll go together. We are the, you know, the weirdos we about town. No, we're next door now. We don't need to change the name. <laughs> we're next door. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to change the name. That's fine. Hello, everybody. Thank you for uh, listening in to us. And we're not going to re-record that. Um, we have uh, we have William here with us. And we have been recording some episodes. Oh, my God, you stupid dogs. I will send you back outside. <laughs> anyway. William is here, and we're here to talk about hey, yeah. Rocket. We're here to talk about rockets. Lie down. We're here to talk about Rocket? Rocket likes to be talked about. All right. We're here to talk about rope. Uh, bondage rope, specifically. Yes. We could talk about climbing rope, but well, nah. rope, rope is rope, but uh, how about this? Uh, we can like sort of like talk about the various kinds of rope there are. My experience with rope has been pretty much specifically for... For uh, um, the BDSM, yes, for the bondage. BDSM, yeah, uh, rope bondage rope or shibari, as they, some as they say, or right, also right. Western industrial, yeah. But you, which, which I've never done, is like you make rope, but you have like a, a longer you have a longer history with rope making, with yeah. rope, just period. Yeah, hold on a second, we have, we have to get rid of the uh, the, the, the bone chewing <laughs> bone. Loudly bone-chewing doggos. <laughs> it's so soothing for me to hear the crunching of bones. Yes, but it's annoying when you're trying to record. <laughs> Not everybody wants that. assholes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so reset. We're here to talk about rope. and Where did you pick fuzz up from? That is so gross. Oh, God. It's like a giant fuzz loogie. It's beautiful. Oh, Jesus. You're just... Disgusting. You're such oh a disgusting creature. Like, oh, I can't even look at that. Oh, God. Yeah, what dust did you pick up? You're weird. We should that, that should, we should have taken a photo of that, and that should have been like the, the logo for the weirdos next door. No. <laughs> that was too puke-inducing. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about rope. Uh, specifically, we're talking about uh, bondage rope, or rope for bondage, for BDSM, and... As I said, mentioned before, my experience is specifically for that, right? Right. In fact, my first rope purchase was probably what was it? It was it was the uh, uh, it was the Amazon one. It was the Minawashi purple rope, yeah, actually, yeah. <clears throat> which I quickly did stop liking because it was really kind of it was like a single strand or something. It was like it was like really loose. Very, very loose lay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it that much. Yeah. No, that's just a... Right. I, yeah. So, your experience with rope is much more... You more rope, than just bondage. More than just bondage. So, right. like, what, share with us, please. Like, you know... Um, I was... experience with rope. I got into BDSM first, and then a few years later, I got really into rock climbing. And I, so I fell in love with, like, knots. I know that's a little... I don't know. That's not that weird. But, um, like, I was traveling, and I would, you know, be alone a lot, but I had all this climbing gear, and I wasn't brave enough to climb alone. But so when I didn't have a partner, I would just, like, 
be camping somewhere and I just practice tying knots around whatever, like eyes closed and all that, and just got really used to working with rope. And then I got really into like um, primitive skills sort of stuff. And so I started to learn how to make my own bow strings for hunting out of different materials. And the way you make a f- a, the, the twists that you use to make, uh, it's called, a lot of people call it two ply cordage, was kind of like the genesis of three ply ropes like we had like this that we have in our hand right mm-hmm. here. And so it just, you know, just like a natural progression, like a bringing together of a lot of things that I really loved and then bringing it to like my kinky part of my life. So until you took up um, rock climbing, uh-huh. you had, you said you had previously had entered the uh, BDSM right. lifestyle. So you had not done rope until that point? Not like, not seriously. I was like, um, I just got, I got into like the BDSM scene in college yeah. and it was, you know, that was like, I had, I got my, it was like around nine, 98, 99, I guess. And, uh, so I had like, there was no cell phones or Facebook or anything, but I just fell into a crowd in college. Um, like my best friend was queer, uh, lesbian and just kind of hung out with her most of the time and not that she was into it but there was a crossover from some of her friends that she introduced me to and then from there i thought i was a certain type of kinky person and over a few years i started to learn like that's not the sort of kinky person i am and then uh and during that time i was like finding out that i really like rope and i really like being able to make things as well and so bringing that into kink was it it turned into like making my own rope for kink Hmm. yeah um i think one of the first times we met uh you were like i guess you were watching us tie and then you were talking about how you um were making rope and i was like my ears perked up going like right right yeah 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 i remember that i kept asking like i guess we never really got around to it because it is quite and for me it's sort of like I think the idea of making it was is is more satisfying than actually going about making it. It's it's a it's an intensive process. I'm sure there's people out there that may not feel that way about it, but like you've got to it it takes a lot of time to learn how to make a nice even diameter length of rope right. that you want to do something with regardless of what that thing is. And then if you're talking about like tying somebody up with it, at least for me, there's like a, there's a little bit higher standard of like what that needs to be. And for me to get to that standard, it took like a lot of learning mm-hmm. and I don't, that wasn't very easy for me. It's just so gear and like utility intensive. Like you can buy these automatic right. uh, rope winders, like the Bradshaw cord, make, cord maker is great and it, it, it's set up for four, but a four ply, but you could do a three ply with it. Um, but it tends to make like a, a loose to a medium leg. Mm. So like that, that mind washy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there you find that unless you know how to manipulate a loose lay rope, you probably won't want to learn on a loose lay rope. Um, now, when so you, you say wanna, loose lay, what does that mean? Um, if I grab this length of rope right here, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what, it's some sort of jute. I don't know. Is this the moco? Is it the moco or the mind washy? This is, this is a medium leg. This yeah. is, is this the mind washy? Yeah, I think, I think that might be the mind wash. Yeah, so the, yeah, it, it's a, you could tell by the feel, like, 
it doesn't take like if I grab it and then I go to untwist it, like yeah, if you watch, separates. like it opens up fairly easily. Oh, like yeah, I yeah. can get in between those plies like without a lot of pressure. But then if I take something like this synthetic, this hempex one right here, it takes a lot more energy to twist yeah. it open. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's a, this is a tighter, like, this is like a medium to tight leg. Uh, and then like if you were using like I don't know if you ever held like a lariat for for cowboy like, oh, yeah. rodeo, they're like, like super they're super stiff. stiff. Yeah. And that stiffness comes from a, like a lot of variables and a lot of things are added in to create that stiffness, but one of them is a very tight leg. And oh. and um and so it's that tight lay that that tight of a lay would not I don't think would be very <laughs> fun to tight tie lay. with. <laughs> <laughs> tight <lay>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, Ken would love that joke. You She'd be giggling at that. But, uh, so, you know, you find out that some people yeah. like, as a, as a top or as a tire, I don't know, a rigger, I guess. Um, that is, do people still use that word? Rigger? Rope rigger? rigger? Yeah. Okay. Oh, rigger, rigger's still a thing. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. In, I, in, in, in my vocabulary, uh, it still is. Yeah, you, as a rigger, you find out if you want, like, a medium, medium tight, or like a, if you lean towards a more medium loose, but then you find out that each of those has a different vari like each of those changes the variables of the rope or like the characteristics of the rope. Like yeah. a, a looser lay of rope is in theory and it, and I would say in practice, like it, it excels at, at handling higher loads because you directly load the fibers in their strongest position, which is more straight up and down. Their yeah. looser lay is twisted less, so it will handle it. It can handle more weight if it's you know. Of course, like a cotton loose lay isn't going to hold as much as a jute medium lay, obviously, right? But like that's probably the strongest way that you could uh, lay a cotton rope. Okay, now wait a minute. That's that sounds almost counterintuitive for me. I feel like a tighter lay uh -huh. <laughs> would be Stronger, be able to hold more. You're already putting work. so much stress on the, on the line because it's all like tight and stiff. Yeah. So that's like in no. theory, like when you look at the math behind it, like a God, I can't believe I just brought that up. <laughs> but uh, please, 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 please do a tighter lay. Be like every single. So this is a three ply rope, right? This is all three ply. Right. Each ply is made up of a unique number of strands, right? And those strands can only be twisted so much before they want to break. And those strands are also twisted the opposite direction of all the plies themselves. So they're counter twisting against each other, right? Oh. So this one right here is spinning, you know, left to right, right? It was spun counterclockwise. Yeah. But each individual strand in there yeah. is twisting the other way. If they were all twisted the same way, they wouldn't hold, the rope wouldn't hold together. It oh. needs that counter, the counter force to, to keep ah. its shape. So you add in a lot of tension there for a really, really tight lay. Yeah. You go ahead and put a lot of weight on it. It'll stretch a little bit and it'll hold, obviously it'll hold it more weight than most people are going to put on it. Yeah. But because it's so under so much torque already, it's going to want to pop. Where if you have uh, a more of a loose lay rope, so there's less torsion on each, on each fiber, it's going to be able to hold the vertical load better. But we like that's huh. the, that's the difference between like so like for rock climbing you never want a natural rope right back in the day you they did it like that but it won't take the force enough and it'll pop no matter how you do the lay right mm -hmm. so you have to use a synthetic but when they were using um natural fibers 
if it was a super, super tight lay rope, it's going to stretch a little bit and break your back. But then if it's a, a looser lay rope, it's going to handle a little bit more of a load because you're not putting all that force like immediately on these highly twisted up torque fibers. How nerdy do we want to get? It's okay. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is our rope episode. And, and I I'm, love it. Yeah. So, um, but so then as, you know, for BDSM, when it comes to kink, like as a rigger, you're going to find out what feels better for you to work with to, I think to, when you're first learning a medium to tight rope is easier, a medium to tight lay is easier to learn with because if you go with a looser lay like this, it's easy to act like this is like, this is a medium loose to loose lay, yeah. right? This is the, the, I'm guessing this is, this is the Romanian hemp, mm -hmm. right? And so it's all natural. It's beautiful, beautiful rope, but you can see it, it doesn't take a lot of force yeah. to open it up. A new, if I'm tying new and I put a knot in here, it's really easy for me just to grab one strand. Yeah. And now I've, I've kind of messed up the way the rope's going to look, right? Mm -hmm. So until I, you really get to know how to move the rope, I think it's better to manipulate rope. I think it's better to use a, a medium, to, a medium tighter. Got it. But then it also, yeah, it comes down to like, all sorts of things, but I think most most people in bondage use a, a medium, somewhere in the medium to tight range. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless the more you nerd out on a butt and like certain riggers, like no, I want a loose lay jute rope because it's gonna yeah. without applying any like dynamic forces on it, it's gonna hold better yeah. that way and it keeps a it keeps a more classic look. Where when I was making like my own bow strings for hunting, which is the same rope making technique. Depend like when I was using an all natural one, I I want one that doesn't isn't under a lot of a lot of uh, torsion. I want a looser lay because I want that energy to go directly into the arrow, right? And so, so yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Just a I lot. Like it. Just a lot. Um, it is no. It's a, it's it's that kind of information. It's like oh, today I learned. Right. The, yeah. Today I learned this useless information from my <laughs> weirdo friend that does like a lot of weird hobbies. And well, we're all weirdos. Yeah, we're yeah. all weirdos here. So and we, we all got like a lot of weird it. hobbies. We act like it. The weird hobbies are the fun hobbies. They are. Yeah, for sure. I really like how you can use so many different um, materials for natural rope. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what are, what are the common ones? Cotton. And jute, right? That's the most common used these days. Yeah, in, cotton, in jute, and hemp. And hemp, right, right. Yeah, yeah I always, just because I don't tie a lot in hemp. But, you know, you got your bamboos, you got your linens, you got your silks, like, sizol and your coconut. And, like, they all just, for kink, they all bring in a, a certain mm -hmm. thing. And then if you're making it for something else, it brings in a certain thing, right? Like, if you're making, like, I really, this is so nerdy. Back in the day, like... <laughs> Uh, before the Industrial Revolution, um, boats, you know, like, you know what a fender is on a boat, like the bumper? Those were usually made out of rope. And they were, there were like these really specific braids and designs to do it that would go into usually jute or sizol and a couple other natural fibers, but tip, I'm pretty sure typically jute and sizol because um, they were cheaper and they just worked better at that. But um, you look at how these rope fenders would be braided and put together it's just like this beautiful work of art and so when i first saw that i was like oh i'll use some of the linen line that i make because i like the feel of linen best for bondage and this will be fun to make some <clears throat> smaller boat fenders that actually work as like rope paddles or whatever right and they just sucked because i used the wrong fucking fiber 
And then I was like, okay, what do I need to do? And I learned like, okay, I need to use size all this. This is why you use these, these different fibers that I don't like for bondage, but yeah. that's why they work so well at this, at this function. Yeah. At that purpose. And then it turned into like, I was making better like rope floggers and better, like I can make like a rope baton pretty much like out of this stuff where I couldn't do that if I used when I was using hemp or linen just because it doesn't hold the it doesn't hold much. it that well so so there is some use to <laughs> to knowing all this nerdy stuff but there's always use for the nerdy stuff thank you for sharing that information with us William <laughs> yes we love it thank you appreciate that I'm just the receiver yeah. of the rope yeah, there's no such thing as just a receiver of the rope. Because, that's like, true. It's you know, a whole like, dynamic experience when yeah, it comes like, to bottoming. You know, well, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit more. I, I briefly mentioned it beforehand at the beginning when it's just sort of like reminiscent of being swaddled as a baby and feeling right. more, more you know, like secure and safe, like in, back in the womb. But you know, perhaps a little bear you could share with us. So, like, what do you get from being a rope bottom? I mean, as as with a lot of things that we do, uh, kind of depends on the the intention that's set. Because um, if if the goal of the rope is to not be comfortable for that day, then yeah, I'm not gonna feel swaddled like a sweet little baby, um, <laughs> and I probably won't want to feel swaddled like a sweet little baby. Uh, so it just it it varies based on you know the intention set by the people involved. At least for me. Um, I mean, of course, being on, on the masochistic side of things, I, I do like suffering. I like when things hurt. Um, like, I, I like me some deep digging waste rope. I'm all about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, when we're doing, like, super sensual floor work, it's very, like, connective. And, and there's a lot of intimacy involved. Uh, like... That's probably some of my favorite stuff that we've done is like just the the intimacy and connection that has occurred when we're just like exchanging energy and in, in mm -hmm. floor work. I think um, I think one of the things that um, I liken rope for me as a as a rope top is uh, I feel like it I, it's like an extension of myself. Like mm -hmm. so, like it's, it's like when I wrap you in my rope, it's like I'm embracing you, mm -hmm. right? And so sort of like. A, I think I wrote a poem about that. Yes, I think when I, when I, I think it's when we when we first met that night. That was when. Yes, was you were when, waxing poetic about oh, rope, and I was like, "Oh, he's so cute, oh, so yeah. passionate." I totally, totally, totally suckered you in. You did. I fell for it. Let me tell you about rope and why I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you you totally set the trap, and I fell right into it. <laughs> it's it's so fun like that because like when I when I teach rope, I don't really have that sense of like I'm not it doesn't matter if I'm supposed to be hurting this person or like embracing them right mm -hmm. so like just helps it, it's I get to be very logical and he's like nerdy about it like this is rope and this is what we're doing the knots go like this and this is why but then when I'm like with a close partner with it it's it's I really love it when she allows me just to like put her at my mercy like that yeah. right like that ability to like she trusts me so much that, like, okay, I'm gonna put you in a position you can't move from for a while, and there's a lot. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of trust. Like, a lot of trust, and it's it, yeah, because it's like it, it doesn't always feel like it's a sadistic side for me because I've never really like thought I was. A, for for a you, it's most mostly sensual rope, eh? 
Central Europe, but like Did I you really turn Canadian? like what? <laughs> eh? Like Central and some. What are you talking about? Can are, we call you newbie? That can't work. Are, are we headed for our, our next citizenship already? Like, have you decided? Yeah. Oh, we've been talking about that. Um, we got to get out of this country. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, we talked about that before. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, like, um, maybe Canada. Like, where do we want to go? Some British Columbia close, closest to Vancouver. Well, you got to... There's a lot you got to take. I mean, that's a... I'm, I'm, I know which... Pa- I know I'm going to get another a second passport and... It's more based on like uh, what it doesn't allow the U.S. to do to me, right? Like moving to Canada, like the U.S. is going to have most of the same control over yeah. you as they do here. Mm. So I think that like leaving isn't quite North enough. America. Well, it's not. It's like I like we're the only country in the world that will tax your income if you live in another country. Yeah. Right. So like. You don't live here. You don't benefit from the taxes. You're just benefiting from your citizenship, which nowadays I don't know if the American citizenship is as valuable as it was oh, no. 20, 30, no 40 way. years ago. We but like, are a joke. Yeah. So like simply because of that, it's like, okay, like then why would I want to still be under a lot of the same obligations, but I don't want to like live in the place that like is using my tax dollars to do shit that I don't approve of. Yeah. Right. It's like. If my taxes were being spent, I think in a way that I, I thought was really meaningful and useful, I'd be like, all right, that's that's not. A, I just want to go live in another country because it's gonna be cool. But it's I like I don't want to. I don't want to fucking pay for the shit they do to people. No. Like, and I don't really have that option, as a U.S. citizen, or yeah. a U.S. passport holder, I guess I could say. Yeah. Oh, but we were talking about sensual group. <laughs> Yes. Versus. Oh no, it's totally fine. We're totally gonna have to record an episode of like, what is our future plan and how the fuck do we get out of this place? But we were talking about central. Uh, most of my rope work with partners, it has not been very suspension heavy, like partial suspensions, because I, I, I like rope for sex, right? I like mm-hmm. rope for fucking. That's like what I, that's what I really like about it. Um, but like, I also. Like, if my partner was here now, I'm sure that they could let you know that, like, how true this is. Like, I have a really hard time getting into that position of total control and dominance. Mm-hmm. Like, verbally, and, like, a lot, I set a lot of rules with our DS and whatnot, but if uh, I get nervous about moving into that more, like, really dominant, um, aggressive, and sadistic side. Yeah. And yeah. so, if my partner needs to show me that, like, this is something that you really want... And like you were saying earlier, like they need to say no about other things too, so yeah. that I know they're they're comfortable saying no to me. Yeah. But if they want me to tie the shit out of them and hold them like down, like, okay, cool, I'll get there. But if if that trust hasn't been established yet, I'm I'm too concerned because like I've had, you know I've talked I've I've had someone talk to me afterward. I've never I think we spoke about this personally, but um, somebody let me know once that like I I overstepped boundaries with them, and that that was. Uh, that was really fucking shitty. Yeah. I mean, we stayed together for a, f- a few months and we're still in touch now, but like, that really, really just. Yeah. That just, throws yeah. you for a loop. It just really sucks. It, it, it just forces yeah. you to take a really hard look at yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it, yeah. So, so I, I'd like, I'd like to get more into that stuff, but, and it, yeah, it's like, I, my partner now is letting me know how much of, uh, 
it is a part of my kink. Mm -hmm. So, but that's just because we got to that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is probably a bit that we'll be editing out, but like, considering your your upbringing and familial history, and some <laughs> right, of right. I mean, like that's it's a totally understandable spot that being you know the sadistic traditional idea of a dominant is very like huh, that might be a little am i just In, using this exactly as a, exactly as an outlet for what's actually like i totally get it yeah because yeah. i have it on on the self-harm side of things am yeah. i just using it as you know a way to distance myself from self-harm and a way to like work through any sort mm -hmm. of like issues i might have like is this healthy or not yeah, yeah and like we, because, like, the hooking thing that I want to do, it's, like, I, I had, you know, I'm not sure where that comes from, because, like, masochism isn't really a thing for me, yeah. but it's, like, I want to see myself bleed and put me under some fucking stress, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, like, well, it, I really want that, but fuck, is it coming from a healthy place or not? Well, like, now, now explain what hooking is. Uh, piercing through the skin, putting in these things that look like fish hooks, and hanging yourself from, being suspended from those hooks through your skin. Yes. Um, I have like, so please believe it, it or like, not shit. Yeah, I I really want to do it. I've been wanting to do it since I was like a young man. Yeah. Says in my uh, high school high schooler. And I got like I found out about it back in the nineties and I've always wanted to do it but I just never have. There was a movie that I saw, a hook uh, uh suspension. It was a western and was it I think it was called a man called horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Where uh, uh, the uh, this white colonizer pioneer type person got, uh, um, I guess it cost or like taken in by by a tribe and they did some torture on him where it was like they put hooks in his chest and hung him. Uh, yeah, that um, that was my first experience. I was like eight, going, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what am I looking at? Ah, that hurts. I, I don't know how much this, I, I could or should speak to like, you know, there's there's certain native tribes or native nations, indigenous nations that use the Sundance ritual, and uh, it was just so bastardizing. You, like, I don't know that like, what's the word that uh, appropriated appropriated in a way to like make it look like torture or they're these primitive savages and blah 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 and. Yeah, I think that's. I think um, that was what that yeah, movie was about. I know that comes up a lot in in suspend in hook suspension because now it's like this really white. I don't, I, never mind. It's I don't know enough about all that piece to it, but I know that it, that's all there, and that's. I think that's how it shows up in in society a lot. Like, there's a. Have you seen Ichi the Killer? No. You all should, it's it's over the top. It's like a really intense like Japanese horror film, but they have a. The main, uh, the main character is a, uh, it's a pretty gnarly masochist, and they have a really good hook suspension scene. But it's done for torture, and it's obviously the person being hung is like, they've done this before, but um, yeah. you can see like it's it's a really great scene, but it is done just like in a tortury sort of way, yeah. and I know that a lot of people don't try to do it that way. Yeah. So, uh, but. I know you have some other friends who know way more about it than I do. Um, do um, yeah. and, and you, you, uh, you've met them, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm sure eventually you you all will connect. Yeah. And so get into that, and hopefully we'll be able to, because we are talking with people about starting up some like small little gatherings, at least for rope. 
Well, and that's it. Like, so for that, I've already started making my my ropes to hang from, and like different mm. ways of like. Yeah, like I've already made like a super super strong quarter inch uh, jute line that like is just for suspending me whenever I'm ready to do that. Like Aww. that'll be run through the hooks or whatever. Yeah, so nerdy and like so dorky. So like, personal. So personal, but like, fuck, why am I talking about this? I love it. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's 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 where it is. Like, okay, I want to do this, and it, you know, I sometimes think about like a partner or a submissive, like being the one to do the piercing and all that shit. But it's like this is something I feel like I just really want to do for me. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably my first experiences with you know learning about hook suspensions was probably yeah Ripley's Believe It or Not mm-hmm. back in you know the late nineties early two thousands. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, like looking into you know body modification community and. Mm-hmm. All that kind of fun stuff, because there's a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. A ton. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's probably the extent of my experience. Uh, it's it's still something that like squicks me out ever so slightly, but I'm getting more and more fascinated, because that's typically how my brain works. I get squicked out, and then I make jokes about it, and then it becomes like a kink. So, like, <laughs> that's, that's about where we're at. I I got introduced to it in a, like, there was a a book that came out, I think in the eighties. And so when I was like 14 or 15, so like early to mid nineties, it's called a uh, modern primitives, mm-hmm. whole lot of problems with it, obviously. Um, but I remember I bought it and had it mailed to my house. So I'm like 15 years old and I'm sitting in my room reading this book and it's just all about body modification. That's what it's all about. So it's piercing, tattooing. And then like, there's a pretty big thing on, on hook suspension and, all the big guys and the big western guys that did it for a while um and then my mom found it and threw it away and then i found another copy of it when i was like in my mid 20s <laughs> 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 uh, the, the circle comes back. yeah and then i was like oh i'm out on this boat and i'm fishing and we had like these huge hooks for like big tuna or whatever and i was like I bet I could hang from that. Yeah, I gotta look back. I, I gotta look back into this. I wonder if I like because <laughs> I could probably buy something made for this now. It's not like mid nineties where you like had to look into making it all yourself. But you know, it's probably teenagers probably shouldn't be doing that shit. <laughs> Just I have yeah. way too much free access to the internet. <laughs> right now, yeah. I, I think I think you know um, going back to rope though, um, mm-hmm. it needs to be stated that rope is probably probably is the most edgiest of all edge play but a lot of people a lot of people don't see it that way because it's it's just rope it's just rope you're just tying me up tying your hands together i'm really glad you brought that up nobi because like i i agree like it's there's so many things that can go wrong in a soap that can go right in a rope scene and still cause like a lot of long-term right damage either physically or emotionally right like there's a lot that i think not just the rigor but this, the, the person being tied, the bunny, it was, I don't know, they need to be like capable of telling the rigor what's mm-hmm. going on. The rigor needs to be capable of telling the like, right. the bunny or the yeah, tire I mean, know what's going to happen. That's why I don't, you know, I don't, I don't tie with anybody, anything like crazy or, or intricate um, until I get to know them very well. And I, 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 I eschew being a kink dispenser, yeah. which I, you know, for a while I began feeling like that i remember we, we were speaking about that yeah so 
There, there has to be like a certain level of body awareness and being able to pay attention to your body cues and say, right. hey, like, like for me, I have hips that roll, so I can't do like certain positions where my hips aren't in like perfect alignment. They'll very easily come out of socket, um, which we've had one, uh, we, we pinched a nerve once. Mm. Like it, it happens. It it's, happens. The, it's the risk that, that we play with, but yeah, you're dealing with, uh, what's cumulative injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not very careful, especially when you're dealing with tying box ties, or you might hear them referred to as TKs, mm-hmm. there's a lot of nerves in your arms that people don't pay attention to. And then you have nerve drop and can't t- can't feel your hands and can't close your fingers. And it, it, it seems to me that it's become much more like mainstream accessible mm-hmm. in like the past 10 years or so. Yeah, and the, the, um, the anatomical information is way more easy to find than it used to be. Well, and, and I was referring to like just um, tying and like rope kink okay. or rope bondage in general that like what I know is it goes on with it. Like I'll get in that kink dispensary stage like you were talking about sometimes, mm-hmm. Novi, where I'm just yeah. like, I want to find someone to tie with. And so I bring in this energy of like, let's just do this tie. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, if it's a newer sub, I don't know like how to respond to them when they're in like subspace and tied up. Yeah, I need, I need like, I want to know like certain things, but like if they're deep in subspace and this is like the second time that we've got together, I don't know how much of this I can trust right now. Well, oh, and well, not like in a, like, you know what I mean? Like if I don't, my partner now, like, can answer pretty much every question I'm going to ask whether, well, they're deep in subspace and it took time to, to get to that. Right. Where if I would, when it's happened sometimes where you meet someone like, yeah, tie me up however the fuck you want. I'm super flexible. Put me in this and leave me here for 20, 30 minutes, whatever. And that's not a good way to start like a rope relationship. I don't think at all. It's like, are you super flexible because you're super flexible or are you super flexible because you have hypermobility issues or because like you just want to please somebody yeah. and you want to be that person who could handle a really intense tie. Yeah, like, I can, right? I can like, do all the things. Yeah. So and, I I have, it's I both hops, no and, tops and bottoms bring that energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it's like, it's way easier to see, I think from a top, but like it happens a lot in subs. Like yeah. I we, could be get sub frenzy too. Yep. Like, what are your limits? None. I have none. Yeah, like, that's a big red flag. Yeah, it's like... All right, I'm going to stop by chopping your finger off. Exactly. Do you like poop? Can I... Like, you know, like... Well, no. Like, okay, so then you okay, so have limits. Okay, so please tell me that you got a limit. Go like, back, figure those out, and then come talk to me. Because in, in, in a rope, it shows up like, yeah, how are your fingers feeling? Uh, they've been tingling for like 10 minutes. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm okay with that. Like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. like and you got to know why. Like, yeah. that's not okay. So I think, so I think that, that, that naturally leads into the next phase of this discussion will be like negotiating a a a a tie, yeah, or a rig with someone, even even someone like you know like Little Bear and I. We've like been together for like over five years. We still do a quick check in, like even beforehand. It's still pretty much a, or an abbreviated version of negotiating. It's like. What do we what, feel what, like what's today? hurting today? What are you feeling? What are you feeling like? What, you know, what, what where, do you want to feel? What, what do is you... our objective here? You know, yep. do you want to be like, just like in case you feel like safe and secure? Or you, do you want to like, you know, have your limits pushed and you feel like a little, little tenseness, you know, or do you want to, you want to suspend or, you know, it's, it kind of, it does vary. And it's, a, and it's every time you do that, you have to negotiate, especially with new people. That, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like with my, with kitten now, like, um, She's experienced for sure, like before me, like, but you know, she did like 
not not as much. Like she, this hasn't been a lifestyle for her. So mm-hmm. she wants to get tied a lot. Um, and I early on, like I said, I noticed I was slowing down a little bit just because like I noticed she's gonna let me tie her up however the fuck I want. Yeah. And there's a lot of ties that like I can fantasize about that I've never put on a person because I'm you know I know that like that person who's tied up like there's a pro and they did like and. So I have to bring that, and that's sometimes tough because she wants to go into these other things, and it's just, I don't, Yeah. if we only get, because she's long distance, we only get together every so often, like, we're not going to dive into, like, some of these really intense, like, rope yeah. fantasies yet, like, because, because, like, it's, it's easy to go too far too fast. Yeah. You can always do more. You can't yeah, take it away. Yeah, you can't take it yeah. away. And, like, yeah, so. I generally, uh, um, for a very first tie with a, a new person to do something that's uh, hands-free hands um, and just more just a, giving them the sensation of the compression. That's usually like a simple like pentagram chest harness. I, yeah, I have, I usually do a futomomo. Yeah. That, that, is there another name for that now? Or is it still like just a thigh tie, like a frog yeah, thigh tie? Something like that. Um, I tip that, that's like a go-to, but even that takes like, you know, you need to know a, a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah. And, that's just because, like, I, if there's rope, I, I don't, I don't feel great putting something around someone's chest first, like, because I, I sometimes I can pull it too tight because I want the knots to feel a certain way mm-hmm. when I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to put any pressure on her rib cage yet because yeah. unless I'm telling her you need to exhale now and then tight, right? And yeah. sometimes I'm not, I'm not able to do that, so yeah. I go with the legs, the legs mm-hmm. first. But that's just me being an over nerd, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's—I don't think that's, that's that's just a part of like the kind of dom or top. I think. Be. I think for me, like, I just, I really just, um, rope and I are pretty much one. When I'm when I'm in when I'm in it, it's like I know what it's doing, and I'm pretty pretty solid at it. I feel like as far as like applying even pressure, you know, all around the body and make sure knots don't like. You know, impede or provide like pressure points and things like that. But a lot of it's communication as well. Right, and so like it takes it because like I feel like I I know rope and not really well, not really well. But like I don't know her body yet. Yeah. Right, and so yeah. it's like I don't know like how her ribs are going to expand in this position, and then because it's mostly like for fucking, like if I flip her over, what's going to happen there? Right. right, and so I like to. It does take communication for sure. It just uh, it's not something I bring in like early on. Yeah. In a, it's like I'll, I'll do photo momos and like maybe legs, to, like stuff with the legs and maybe like a double column wrist. But um, yeah, it's I kind of stay away from the trunk until like I really know. But that's just like we were saying, like it's a different type of tying yeah. and a different type of topping. All right. Well, that has been our talk about rope, all about rope with William. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you very much. As you, as you, as you, as you stroke uh, a crumbs McMuffin who's making biscuits on, what is that? Just the, oh, the, the blanket. I can't yeah. take my hands off the crumbs. Anyway, anyway, thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. And thank you all for listening. Uh, we do, we do really do appreciate y'all. So check us out on, at weirdosonline.com and we'll, we'll talk to you again. See you Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye. Smash your social mores with the weirdos next door. A little more emphatic. Bye. Sorry, I didn't want to over. I didn't know. Say 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 bye. Bye. Thanks. Okay, terrific. See ya. All right, later.